Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Hey friend, thanks for tuning into another episode of the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about one of my favorite platforms I use in my business and speaking with the Flowdesk creators themselves. I'm super stoked for this, so let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Martha and Rebecca. I would love for you each to introduce yourself and tell us what life looked like before Flowdesk. Martha, let's start with you. All right, that sounds good. We're so happy to be here. Um, so I, my name is Martha. I am CEO and co-founder at Flowdesk. Um, life. I grew up in Mexico. Um, my, so I have both nationalities. My mom is Mexican. My father is Lebanese. And um, after that, I took a gap year because I was a really big nerd in high school and got majorly burnt out. And then in that gap year, I studied languages because I thought I wanted to go into hospitality. And then I realized um, that that's not necessarily an edge and that hospitality is really hard and tolling. And I met someone who was in intelligence who sold me on the idea. So then I went to college to prepare for a role in intelligence. And I was blocked and shattered when I got the job, but I didn't get the security clearance. Um, and you don't know why, in part, I think it's because uh, my parents are in Mexico and maybe I had more ties outside of the country back then. So um, I, I'll, I'll never know. But uh, the next day, I remember I was like puffy from crying and I this was the first time that I wanted something and I didn't find out. And I just needed a, a job. I didn't want to be out of college and not have anything that I'm working on. So I took the first interview that I could get and it was for a sales role at a tech company. So that's how I got in tech. And that led to a promotion in Silicon Valley and that's why I moved to San Francisco. And then eventually um, I realized that I wanted to do work that was a little more impactful. And, um, and I didn't know where I would go, um, but HoneyBook reached out and HoneyBook does business management for creative entrepreneurs. And I really loved this space and the idea of empowering small business owners to build more sustainable businesses. So I took the job and I have been with them for five and a half years, started Flowdesk as a side hustle and I'm going in full time. So that's the backstory. That's amazing. I think my favorite part of your story and something we all identify with is we all go on that one path where we map out our lives. We know exactly how it's going to go. And then something happens and either you decide, nope, this is not fulfilling or a door closes in your face and you're like, I was not expecting this. So that's happened to me. I'm going to spare you the story for today because I've already told it to my listeners before, but um, that's my favorite part of everyone's journey is it never pans out the way that you thought it would. So that is incredible. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, Rebecca, let's pass the mic off to you. 
All right. Well, um, my story began kind of in a different time in a different place and situation, but um, I was born into the Silicon Valley world. My father was also a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. And um, at age 14, I was on the cover of Silicon Valley magazine and there was a a little question in there of, Rebecca, what would you like to do with your life? And I said, I want to have my own business and it's going to be some kind of business having to do with design. And I, I feel like if I looked back on that 14 year old version of myself today, I would have made her proud. So that makes me happy. Although the path to getting there is a lot different than I thought it would be. Um, after I graduated college, my first job out of school was uh, designing the merchandise, album covers, and logos and design for Linkin Park and Rihanna, Alanis Morissette, Sheryl Crow, and a lot of big bands and celebrities, which was a really awesome job. But it was a corporate job, believe it or not. And I had always had this feeling that I wanted to work for myself. So at that job, it was really valuable to learn how to design for different brands and different aesthetics and also produce content that was high quality very quickly. So I sort of learned how to be a commercial designer then. Um, and then through some twists of fate, I ended up uh, getting into the creative entrepreneur space. And this was around 2010 when this was just emerging. Now I feel like it's a truly fully fledged market, but at that point it was just coming to fruition. And uh, I, I fell in love with making templates for, uh, specifically for professional photographers. So I had started two subscription-based websites, uh, one first and I sold it and then the other, um, which I still have and I'm transitioning out of. But uh, I learned to create templates for creatives and I sold to probably hundreds of thousands of photographers and creative entrepreneurs. I also went on to co-found the Jenna Kutcher template shop. So she and I share that venture together. Um, and through that, I, I, I found a love for creating tools to help other people be successful. Like I love having my own business and I am so gung-ho on other people becoming entrepreneurs and I just want to be the person that gives people the tools to be creative and successful. It's kind of become my life's mission. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm like hanging on to every word of your story because <laughs> it is so interesting and you guys seem like, okay, well, you guys seem like me. When we're born and then we start growing up, we just are really ambitious. Like we just are. We're just born with that creative, ambitious side. And side note, so I knew you had a tie to Jenna Kutcher and I wasn't sure what it was because the first time I heard about you, she had made a post at the same time other people were making posts about you guys have to try out, you know, Flowdesk and all this stuff. So she's one of the people that um, I first heard about you guys and trickle down and then here we are. So again, I love it. I love that that happened. So now that we know your individual stories, how in the world did y'all's paths cross? Martha, you want to you wanna take the lead on that one? Yeah, that sounds good. So we met uh, a few years ago and initially we wanted to create a different um, type of project. Uh, actually, first it was a partnership and then we you know when you meet those people that are super creative and entrepreneurial and no matter what the conversation starts with it always ends with a new business idea and we were and then like i <laughs> it was just amazing because i i and actually i forgot about these but at the end of every conversation um we'd start with hey let's just hang out so like just come over and i'll have some wine and we would just have wine and chat about life and love and parents and things like that and then every single time it would end with hey we should start these it doesn't exist yet so 
uh, at the end of, of, of each time that we would hang out, we'd come, we'd have these mock-ups for like a note-taking app and just the world, the way that we imagine it should work. And we never actually followed up on any of the projects because we weren't really, I guess, like we were, it was more like exciting, but we weren't passionate about solving a problem um, until we happened upon a really big pain, uh, which was that, um, so at HoneyBook, I was working with a lot of educators. Uh, so part of my job is to empower them with all the tools they need to give other creatives the tools that they need to build better businesses. And, um, and I realized that they were, even though they were the most tenured and most business savvy and tech savvy, they were still struggling a lot with email marketing. So I tried to solve it by just like hacking things around for them and they would still struggle. And then obviously my next thought was, well, let me introduce you to Rebecca. She's a designer and she can probably help. And then Rebecca told me about a different struggle that she was seeing in her business at Gallery. So I'll let Rebecca elaborate on that. Well, yeah. So in my template shop, um, I had been making templates, hundreds of them a year uh, for many, many years. And, and at the very beginning, I had a lot of requests for templates for emails, like templates that they could implement in MailChimp. So I solved that by creating Photoshop templates where you could make a cool graphic. I wrote the copy and I sold that as a package template. The problem is that every time I saw someone purchase them, the next day I'd get a support ticket saying, hey, I need my money back because it's so difficult to implement in MailChimp. Why am I paying $35 for this template? And then I have to go implement it. And this was, I mean, we're talking 2010, 2011 here and I thought well okay fine they can get the refund and someday other platforms will come out and solve for this problem it became 2013 2015 2017 and it just got to the point where like no one's doing something about this problem and if, if we don't nobody's gonna do it and it got it was like it wasn't when can we start working on this it was like we can't not work on this anymore it was just it, it became such a clear pain there was no choice but to do this that oh my goodness you guys that is so neat so I totally understand that pain point because I lived it <laughs> multiple times and what was frustrating for me personally using different email um, providers and I've used many many is like there was always a missing piece it was either way too plain Jane but high but like high tech you know with the funnels and stuff and I'm like well, that's a problem in itself too, because, you know, our pain point is we want our emails to be pretty, like for photographers, we're visual, like we want our stuff to catch your attention and a, and a plain email, like, unfortunately didn't do that for me. And so that's why that was the first thing that caught me was, oh my gosh, these are gorgeous. And let me tell you guys, and we can get into this later too, but um, I have made a lot of money from using from switching and using something that was visually pleasing. I sold out of um, my Christmas family sessions in an hour, completely booked out. Yeah, I posted it and y'all- That is incredible. I know, congrats. That was, that was such a good campaign. Yeah, so totally paid for itself. It's fine, yeah. So, um, I mean, like there's a reason that I, that I do love it. And I will tell you guys, I actually have email marketing in my background. So I used to do it for clients and from all different kinds of things, network marketers and different businesses. And I still do it for some people just, you know, here and there on a project basis. 
but like, I love it because the messaging is so different. You have to approach things differently in email. So that's a good segue, Martha, into my question. Why email marketing? Is it, is it really dead? Cause I've heard that. And like, why is it so important to have email marketing in our business? Mm -hmm. That is a great question. So I think bottom line, it comes down to what you just said. It is something that will enable you to make money. And as a business owner, you need to be able to sell. And it is actually the highest converting channel. Uh, statistically, businesses that use email marketing are 40 times more successful. Um, and then in terms of is it dead, actually the newer generations are 80% more bullish on email marketing, especially for marketing purposes. So it's not dead. What was dead was the the solutions, right? And not dead, but just dinosaur age. And a lot of the platforms that are out there were created 20 years ago. So the technology is outdated. The business model is outdated. Like if you look, they charge you per subscriber. And that is because their technology is just so outdated that that's how they have to pay as well. Um, but we innovated all of that because, and, and something that is something that baffles me majorly, because what if your website all of a sudden started telling you, okay, well, here's your monthly price, but if you start driving more visitors to your website, then you have to pay more. It's like, well, that's the whole reason why I have a website. So we don't like that. We don't believe in penalizing our members for growing their list and being successful on the platform. So, so that's what was dead, right? Like the, the solutions. And I think um, when we when we started, we were like, okay, let's not, let's not use anything else. And let's just create it as if, if email marketing was just getting created right now, what will it look like with the technology that's available? And that's why we have the custom fonts and all the creative freedom. Um, so, so yeah, so, so that's, that's the why email marketing. And then the reason why we were passionate about building email marketing for creative entrepreneurs is because we saw really big brands um, successfully using this channel in creating these amazing, gorgeous campaigns. And I'm thinking like Urban Outfitters or Airbnb, right, or Anthropology. And then what we realized was that, that as a solopreneur, you also, you see these and you know that that's the standard and you want to create that, but you don't have a team of marketers and you don't have developers and you don't have a design team. So we were like, how do we not only make it easy and build education in so you don't have to be a marketer to be able to use it and be successful in it, but how do we democratize access to email marketing so any single entrepreneur that doesn't have design, um, marketing, or tech skills or teams can get the same result? I'm obsessed because everything you've explained is everything that I've seen inside of of Flowdesk and the templates, everyone's raving. Everyone's raving about them. And the cool thing about templates, you can make hundreds, right? There can always be new templates, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Rebecca's given a big old nod because that is that is her um her skill set. So I I love it. And oh my gosh, I think my favorite thing because it, it fits so well with branding as well, because we're able to show our personality. So if through fonts, it, it, you know, fonts and colors. And I don't have to sit there and memorize hex codes. I put them in one time. I put my logo in one time and then I go in and I create what I need to. So as far as the fact that it's fun to play around with, it does 
play a vital role in my business as a photographer. And so I would just love to hear from the both of you, you know, how can we, first of all, I'll ask two questions and then you guys can take it from there. So one, what types of emails can we as photographers create for our audience? Let's start there. So Rebecca, can you answer that question for me? Absolutely. So I love it when photographers use Flowdesk. It's, um, it's a really perfect platform for them. It's kind of, it's made for a lot of creative types, but photographers being extra visual, it's perfect. So you can start with creating an opt-in system on your website. For example, if people are interested in your services, um, you can put in a form, a Flowdesk form onto your website, which will look beautiful and match your brand. You can edit it very easily and just stick it right in. Um, and you can gather subscribers either to as clients who are interested in your business and then set up a workflow with an autoresponder, maybe saying, welcome, I'm so excited that you, you're interested in my services and here are my available dates for booking and reply to me if any of these look good. Or you could even have um, a form on your pricing page and deliver a pricing brochure because when you're very transparent about your pricing, then people are more likely to book. Um, but also I've seen a lot of photographers want to get into the education space. So if you're a photographer that's successful and have other photographers interested in what you do, you can also use Flowdesk to grow a list for your education. So again, you could have an opt-in form there and deliver content about how to, how to you know, which lens that I use best for my close-ups of my bridal portraits or uh, how, how I, this, my number one secret, I guess, asked to how I'm the top photographer in my city. Um, so you can use it for both of those things. And also, if you just want to have beautiful sale emails, for example, mini sessions and, and book your mini sessions. Brooke, I know that you said you sold out your holiday sessions. I think that's a perfect application. Um, as well as, you know, sending maybe like a Valentine's Day if you do boudoir or giving $100 off as a gift certificate if people want to gift a couple um, a, a gift of photography for Christmas or something like that. So you can really use it for so many different aspects of a photography business successfully. I love that. You answered that perfectly. And also, <laughs> I am growing my list on both sides, obviously. You're here on my podcast, Educating Photographers. Um, and so I am still mapping out my content plan so that I can keep giving value um, in, you know, to photographers. So those of you listening, if you sign up for my email list, you are going to, you should already be, by the time this is aired, be receiving emails from me. So um, that's not, it, we just spent extra, we wanted to spend intentional time, not just throwing emails out there, but really like making sure that when you receive an email from me, it is full of value. I don't, I don't want to be spammy, which I think is a reason a lot of people don't get into email marketing, which is a great question for you, Martha, is, you know, I think some people stray away from email because they're worried that they're going to be annoying people. So what, what is your, uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I hear this all the time. And, um, it's funny because we, when we launched that course with Jenna on how to grow your list from zero to 250, we had a lot of people that joined the course and said, okay, this is not going to work for me because no one wants to hear what I'm saying. I don't even know what to say, but I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And then they were posting their results from the Flowdesk Insiders group on Facebook. And they were like, oh my gosh, you guys, like I got a legit reply. Or um, I remember one member was planning on launching her book next year. 
and she opened up her list and got a sizable enough list within that first month that she just launched her book and it was really successful. So, um, so I think one of the biggest shocks that we hear from new members is people are replying to me and people actually want to hear from me and, or, or we hear this every day too. I sent this email. I hadn't talked to my audience in so long and no one unsubscribed. And so, so yeah, I think starting is scary, but, uh, anyone can make it happen. And I think in the end of the day, we tend to complicate things, but it really comes down to capturing someone's email. However you want to capture it, just one person, start with one and then sending that one person an email. And then if you can do it, if you can do that action with one person, you can do it with two, you can do it with 200, you can start growing it. And then, uh, yeah, and then you're doing email marketing. So I think it's, let's not complicate it. Let's simplify it. There, there are no barriers to entry whatsoever. All you have to do is open the system. You have an entire free month to try it. So you don't even have to spend any money. Um, dedicate half an hour. And if in half an hour you, you're not doing something that's inspiring and you, you feel like you haven't gotten the hang of it, that's fine. Abandon it. But I have yet to hear of one person that's like, okay, I dedicated half an hour and I started and I didn't work. Right. Yes. And simplicity really is key. And you my listeners, y'all know me, I'm about to give you some tangible tips, but so we're at the beginning of the new year. This is the perfect time for you to implement this into your business. Try it out. You did hear that they give you one full month to try it, right? Because that's what that's what sucked me in. But I'll be honest, after the first week, I was like, take my money. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people say that actually. But anyway, um, so it's the beginning of the year, okay? You have the whole year. And if you went through my calendar training that we had in December, then you, you have it mapped out. You know what you're offering. So now you're going to go into Flowdesk. You're going to create your account. You're going to start designing your emails. Um, for what you're offering this year. So if you're a wedding photographer, start getting some wedding value out there. Start educating your brides. Find something. Go back to October's podcast episodes where we walked you through what type of lead magnets to have. Like all of this goes together. That's what I'm hoping that you're seeing. So you have plenty of options to go make your first email. And so that is what I want you guys definitely to focus on. This is such a fun platform. Like I don't, you guys have no idea if you've heard me mention Flowdesk millions of times, cause I have, um, and you haven't tried it yet. I really hope you do. That's your one action item for today for sure. Um, yeah, Martha. <laughs> and Bert, you make it so easy for your, for your community to know exactly what they need. Like all of the content that you're putting out there for free is just every single piece is so actionable. Like you can literally dedicate 10 minutes a day to listen to, to your courses and then go and make it all happen within that same day. Like I'm, I'm baffled really, truly. If anyone's listening right now and you're just, you're not doing it. I have no idea what you're waiting for. If you were waiting for a sign, this is it. You're so sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just passionate about helping people build businesses much like you guys are we want to aid in people's success and that's my favorite part of what I do and I do know that there are people taking action because I get the messages and of course it makes it all worth it so um okay so before we wrap all this up Rebecca I have a question for you 
what does the future of Flowdesk look like? And is there anything exciting um, coming out in 2020? Yeah, so we're very excited um, right now to just become a part of the ecosphere for the email marketing market. And um, we are focusing on getting our Zapier integration out so that we'll be, you'll be able to hook up all of your favorite apps to the Flowdesk app that's coming very soon. And possibly by the time this is aired, it might be live already. Um, and then the next step is to really continue to push out our core email marketing features. Uh, because we, when we launched, we were like, okay, what is the minimum we can launch with to be able to make an impact for a certain segment? Um, and since then, we've had so many requests and it's, it's been incredible. I feel like the community is lifting us up and the community is building the platform with us. Um, and so we, we know exactly what we need to build at this point because we've had so much wonderful feedback from so many people. And I, I just want to tell listeners out there too, if you're, if you're using Flowdesk and you're commenting on our forum or emailing us about our features, our feature requests, we really hear you. Like we hear you, we're listening to you. We, we really care about everything that you say and it really goes, it becomes a part of our decision making. So we're just gonna continue to listen to our members' needs and push out features that they're requesting while still trying to maintain an extreme simplicity in the platform that everybody loves. I have one more to share. This is something that's top secret, so I guess it's not going to be. <laughs> I, didn't um, what I, said. I didn't know what to, to get into there, Martha, but I'll let you. <laughs> but I'm really excited, and I think it's very relevant for our audience today. Um, and one thing that I really, 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 really hate is corporate stock photography. And I think we have so many photographers who are so creative and so talented. And because Flowdesk, has so many photographers on the platform, we realized that um, we have the best source for high quality photography. And at the same time, we have other um, creatives that are not photographers on the platform, like copywriters, designers, social media marketers, coaches, and they need high quality photography in their emails. So one thing that we're going to do in the future is we're going to enable creators to upload their assets and build their business on Flowdesk as well. So you'll you'll have your own business, right? But we also want to help you monetize your photography. So you'll be able to upload your photos and then other creatives can pay per use or per right of that photography to use it in their templates. And nobody has to use stock photography and everyone can have really, really high quality, good looking emails. That is so amazing. Also, um we collect a lot of top secrets here. Like, um, you guys are probably the biggest <laughs> guest I've had that's like, okay, so nobody knows this yet, but I guess I'm just going to tell you and your listeners. So, Should we change the podcast name to Top Secrets? <laughs> <laughs> no joke. That should be like a little uh, little tagline underneath. Hear it. You, know, you get to hear it first here. But anyway, um, I love that, and I'm so honored that people, you know, want want to share, you know, what's coming, even even if it's not close or whatever. I mean, that doesn't matter. But that's a fantastic opportunity for photographers that nobody else is doing. So I, I love what you guys are creating. And one thing that Rebecca said earlier that really, um, and I'm just obsessed with business, so of course I I caught on to it. But she said. We wanted to know what we could launch with, what the minimum was, how we could just launch with enough 
to get it out into the world. And that is such a key point, even for you photographers listening. You don't have to have it all together. You just have to start somewhere. And I know they agree with me. Um, and that's the thing, like Martha asked you guys, what are you waiting for? Like, just go pick one podcast episode that I've put out there. I mean, there's a ton now at this point, find what you find, what you want to start with, listen to it and then do one thing at a time, because that's how you move your business forward. You can't run down two paths at the same time. It is impossible. So Oh my goodness, guys, this was so much fun. I'm so honored that you guys came on. You shared secrets, you shared insights, and I, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. We're so, going to talk about to make sure everyone feels special. No, just kidding. I know. Wow. <laughs> and we're so, we're so honored to be part of your journey, and we're so grateful for everything that you do for the community. Well, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you guys found a problem, you created a solution, and you keep putting yourself out there. Um, how long has Flowdesk been around? Um, so we, we've been working on the product for about a year and a half. Uh, and, and I fully agree with you. We started with a minimum viable product. If, any, if, if you're about to launch something and you haven't read lean startup, I couldn't recommend it more because it breaks everything down step by step. Um, and then we launched, so we opened it for anyone to come in and create an account about three months ago. So it's actually growing super quickly. Wow. I did not realize when I signed up that we were like the first ones in the door. I never <laughs> realized that. And then since then, every week you guys have had something to give a, a lesson, a tutorial, a release. I mean, something it's, it's been incredible. Like I can't wait to see where we're at a year from today. This will be so fun to go back and listen to for sure. So thank you guys so, so much for being on today's show. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. We had a blast. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Brett. Spring will be here before we know it, and I want to set you up for success when it comes to booking clients. The number one thing I hear all the time is, I need more clients. I want you to come hang out with me inside of a Facebook group as I walk you through how to book out your calendars and get more clients on your books. This five-day free training series is going to take place beginning February 3rd, but before that kicks off, we're going to be hanging out, discussing our businesses and life together leading up to the series. You can join us by clicking the link in the show notes or by typing in Booked Out Photographers on Facebook and searching under groups. Hope to see you inside.